new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. this uh, thing kicked off, getting some videos rolling, making sure that we're live here on Facebook. Yeah, we're live. Jordan forces me to make my chair a little bit higher here, and then I just <laughs> swing around the entire time. So, man, how are you doing this week? I'm good. I'm doing really good. Yeah. Hey, I was going to tell you last time, I totally forgot, you mentioned a couple of episodes ago about your guy over at Valley Creek Oh yeah. or whatever. I don't know why I didn't think about it in the moment. Uh, I went one, was back whenever I lived in Houston. I went at one point and had a root canal done, just some weird something with my tooth. I'd chipped off a piece of it, and I had a root canal done, and I was like, hey, when am I going to be out of here? Because I've got a meeting this afternoon. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably not going to want to go to a meeting. And I'm like, no, it's a really important meeting. He's like, well, the side of your, your face is going to be numb. I'm like, that's okay. I'll just explain to him that you know I had something done or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, I went and had an hour and a half long meeting after a root canal at one point. That is hilarious. The guy's like, are you sure you're okay? I mean, we can totally reschedule this. I'm like, no, dude, (laughs) let's get it done. And uh, by the time the meeting was almost finished, I was like, yeah, I'm starting to hurt. Let's get out of here. Hey, guys, I wanted to uh, mention to you again, I'm getting a lot of feedback on Organifi's green juice powder and just wanted to make sure that you guys knew. I keep having people write in saying, hey, what's the code again? Can you direct me over there? The easiest way to find it, guys, is success101podcast.com forward slash green juice. That'll send you over there. And then whenever you get there to the checkout in the promo section, make sure you put in success101, all lowercase. You should be fine. You'll get 20% off of Organifi's green juice. Also, I wanted to announce to you guys, you may have heard me mention in the last couple of uh, podcasts that I'm doing a uh, doing a couple of things right now. It's a 13-week mastermind class around my book on just the six vision building exercises to make this an incredible year for you guys. So my 13-week mastermind class is going to be around this book, almost in a, a group setting, but I'm keeping it pretty small. Probably going to cap that, I don't know, in the next week or so, but I'm going to keep it pretty small. And then I'm also doing individual coaching as well, because I've just had such a request. I wasn't going to do that this year. I was going to stick with the mastermind. I just had such a request of people asking if they can get a little bit of time. And and then also, I uh, wanted to tell you guys, and I'm not even seeing in the moment here where I put it, for those of you that saw my podcast live with Lanny Basham this weekend, author of With Winning in Mind, I wanted to share with you guys, I've heard about this book a lot. His son Troy wrote this book, Attainment, The 12 Elements of Elite Performance. And so Lanny would, uh, would tell you to read With Winning in Mind first. And then go check out Attainment. This is a pretty high-level read by Troy Basham. But you can catch, you can go grab this on Amazon, or you can go to mentalmanagement.com, which is their website. But just an awesome story for him. Talking about in 1972 Olympics in Munich, he was you know beating the best guy in the world, the guy he knew would be his biggest competition, which was on the U.S. team as well. And he was beating him in practice. It's like, hey, going into this thing, I've got the best shot at winning the gold medal. And he said he choked in the Olympics and got silver. So he would tell you his definition of success, you know, success means a lot of different things to a lot of people, but in a competition situation, he would say, and even if you're competing with yourself on certain things to try to get a certain percentage of growth each year, you know, something like that. He said, mental management is, you know, controlling that during the moment to where you're, 
you're in control of what you're doing, but success through that comes in accomplishing your full potential. So if you fall short of your full potential, even if you win something, you could kind of look back at that and say, I was not successful overall because I didn't grow through that or I didn't live up to my potential. So, you know, he's looking at that going, man, silver medal is not bad, but I didn't succeed. Yeah, golly. So he comes back and he starts looking for a lot of mental management programs or just thinking on the, the brain because most people want to work on form. Let's just keep working on form. Well, n- mental, the mental part is 90% of the game, but nobody works on it. Yep. And he came back and realized there just wasn't a lot of resources out there and started, he started going and interviewing the Olympic athletes and the top 5% of Olympic athletes, gold medal winners, and really compiled a lot of knowledge. And over the next six years, he set four world records and won 22 competitions in both the world championships and the Olympics and won the gold medal in 76 in uh, Montreal. So anyway, I wanted to make sure I brought that out to you guys. Today, we're going to be talking about a couple of things, the ideal calendar. I'm really looking forward to seeing what you're bringing out on that. Mine is going to be around our greatest asset. Jordan, I would ask you, what do you feel like our greatest asset is out there that we can leverage? I feel like time. Time's got to be the greatest asset. Was there another time in your life that you would have said something different before you came to that realization? Yeah, probably. You know, I think uh, when I was young, I would say, you know, my greatest asset may be, you know, my ability to to connect with people or, but I think especially now that I'm married and have a baby and, you know, I'm a business owner, there's a, a number of things that lead me to believe that, you know, time is so limited and it's so valuable Time is everything. Speed, time and speed, those two things together. If we can process something faster and be efficient with that time, that equates to money. And that sounds logical, right? I mean, that all makes sense. But though we know time is more valuable than money by a long shot, what is truly more valuable than time, though? If we all agree and if we all get on this mindset that we all had the same amount of time in the day, but yet you see people that are incredibly efficient with their time, then you have to take a step back and go, okay, maybe it's not time. And that kind of goes against a lot of what we think in business. I'm starting to learn that there might be a more important thing that we can leverage, which is our focus. Wow. Because you hear people say a lot as well, and I've said it, I was doing this or doing that, and I wasted a lot of time. So the truth is what? I always go back to facts with everything. The truth is we all have the same amount of time in a day. Yep. We can't pause time and make it any longer for you or I than anybody else. The truth is also that we're constantly saying we don't have enough time but yet some people obviously are not feeling that way. The truth is also that we're saying I wasted a lot of time or I was inefficient. Yep. So we can have tons of time on our hands to sit around and do nothing all day, or we can have tons of time on our hands to try to really be productive during the day and still walk away from that going, man, I just didn't, I just, I never got into deep work. I never got into focused work. I never, I was just distracted the whole time. And so it's, how do we leverage that? Wow. Okay. I may get some disagreement out there, but we have full control over how we spend our time in every minute. Yeah. And you may say, well, no, I don't because I get pulled into all of these things that I, I'm not setting up. I don't have control over. Well, a lot of that's because you didn't say no. I'm learning to say no a lot more in 2017 and not feel guilty about doing that because I want to be incredibly efficient, you know, with everything. So now, but would you say that if you're not a business owner, you don't always have the ability to say no? And if you're an employee punching the clock and you got to be in, an, in a meeting, a board meeting, I don't think you can just opt out and say, sorry, I'm, I'm working on something else. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying within some, that's why I said at the beginning of this, to some degree you have control over every minute. There will be times like that where maybe you, you don't. But then sometimes it's going to be about making up that time, if that makes sense. Yep. Because you may say, hey, I had to be in two meetings this morning. 
that really zapped a lot of the time I could be working on stuff. How do I now time block? How do I now set up my ideal calendar to where I am rocking with maximum productivity through the end of the afternoon and I make up the time that I normally would have just been working through less stuff. That makes sense. During the day. So it's either control over your time in every minute or it's gaining back control over your efficiency, I would say, but without focus. And I hope you guys hear me out on this. Without focus, we can have all the time in the world or we can have no control over our time and trying to figure out how to get it back. But without focus, we're not going to be able to get to where we want to be. That's incredible. So it's all about attention. So if we have the same amount of time, what makes the difference in productivity? It's not the most important thing being time, it's focus. And our time and our relationships and our activities is leveraged. We have to leverage everything out there, but it's going to be based on what we are doing. And focus actually, some people might actually say focus makes our time more valuable than money and focus makes time even more valuable than it could be just on its own. That's awesome. So how does this all break down to the minimalism part that I want to stick to here is... If I am getting in deep work, I mentioned last time Cal Newport's book. Um, I'm going to try to connect with him uh, this next week when I'm up in Washington, D.C. That would be awesome if I can do that. We're still, my people are talking to his people. (laughs) My people are talking to his people. But I said, Cal, I'm coming to D.C. I need to connect with you. This is not just some random fan email. Like, I want to make sure that we're talking through deep work. And I told him about the whole minimalism thing we're doing right now. So we're in talks. We're going to see if it works out. He's traveling a little bit or whatever, I think, uh, from what I heard. But we'll see what happens. But I would just say for you guys wanting to get into deep work out there, it's got to be this mindset of knowing and, and realizing we've all become so incredibly inefficient, though we feel like we're working hard. Back to that theme we talk about all the time of playing office. Yep. How long are we going to play office until we don't play office any longer? And that's what extremely successful people are doing. They're finding ways to leverage their focus. They're finding ways to go wide, as you've heard me talk about before, and handle multiple things in order to almost multiply time, which sounds like a rabbit out of a hat, right? But it's true. If you, if you can multiply time, really what that breaks down to is you're being a lot more efficient, getting more accomplished, more done, even though you have the same amount of time during the day. That's incredible. That's like kind of like an athlete who gets to the gym because he has to go to the gym, right? He's got it blocked off on his calendar. Um, he gets there maybe at 4 a.m. He's got to work out from 4 to 8, and he's just sort of punching the clock. He's doing what he's supposed to do. He's going to build muscle, but he's not going to build the the type of muscle that if for four hours he was very intentional on, I'm going to go compete in the Olympics or I'm going to go you know, play football for the Cowboys or whatever it is. If he maximized that four hours, that four hours maybe would be as efficient as if he had been in the gym for eight hours. Yeah. Right. Well, you mentioned the Cowboys a little too soon, man. <laughs> a little too soon to talk about the Cowboys. Or, you know, if you're, if you're headed home and it's been a long work day, you walk into the door of the house, if you're still on your phone you're probably not maximizing your time with your wife or sure. with your family. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And that's what it all goes back to for me is just, the, again, just the best way I know how to put it is just the noise. Yep. Screens in the face, distractions. So many of our thoughts seem so important. I mean, there's times where I look back and I go, well, you know, I wasn't as efficient as I wanted to be, but I had to do this. And then I got pulled into this, but it, I feel like I needed to do that. Well, you really kind of let some time pass. Time kind of heals everything, right? And it kind of gets you into a clear state of focus. But you get back, you know, away from that a little bit and really look at the situation and you realize, hey, that was not that important. Yeah. It goes back to Stephen Covey's uh, four-quadrant time management system. What's important, what's not important, what's urgent, what's not urgent. We really need to do that. And I think that gets into time blocking, as, as maybe you're going to talk about a little bit this morning. But guys, we've got a time block. We've got to set aside focus to be mindful of what we're doing. And I think this whole minimalist idea 
is not just about throwing stuff away, which I think that's a good start. Yeah. I think that can help you start decluttering. But we've got to declutter the noise around us, especially with what's in front of our eyes and what's in front of our face every day. Screens, notes, podcasts, audiobooks. It can just, it can be, like I said last time, it can be all really good stuff that we allow to pile up and then we lose our focus completely. So the whole kind of to, to tie this up is time could be argued as more important than money. But we all have a 24-hour period during the day. The reason some guys are just crushing it out there is because they are maximizing their focus on what they are doing. Therefore, they're more efficient than they would have been. And then in a sense, they multiply time, though we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And getting into that deep work is super important. I would argue that unless you're going into 2017 with a minimalist attitude of really just cutting back. I think Brett Gilliland said it a few weeks ago when I interviewed him. He said, you've got to slow down in order to speed up. Yep. It's a, it's a great phrase. You've got to slow down in order to speed up. And in 2017, my real hope is that I slow way down and I get so much more accomplished, but it's controlled, it's multiplying time, it's efficient, and uh, just, I mean, it just fires me up just talking about it. That's awesome. I, guys like me, I'm super, super ADD. I mean, just like, I've never been diagnosed, I'm not on Adderall, but I, I feel like there's a part Give of me that should be. real quick. Yeah, go ahead I and think, tell me. I think I could. <laughs> no, you actually seem really locked in. I mean, really? I, I, yeah, I just, I see how you operate and I've I've just been more mindful of Again, going back to the efficiency thing, I, I know I I know there's a lot of times where I get r- real distracted on things or whatever, just like a lot of people do out there. You've always seemed really dialed in on everything that we're doing. So, Well, that's good. That means I'm, I'm hiding it really well. You fooled me. So Jared walks into my office this week, and you know we have a new baby now, and uh, he's like, bro, what are you doing at the office late at night? I said, well, you know, I've got a lot of clients that need to meet after work. and Hold your friends accountable, guys, if you care about them. Exactly. I had to jump on this guy a little bit. He says, what the heck are you doing at the office at 730 at night? And uh, we had a long talk about that. I've said many times on on the podcast in the past that I live by my calendar, and that is a true statement. Part of the reason why I live by my calendar is just because I am super ADD. I mean, if I don't see it in front of my face, it's probably not going to get done. But he says, why do you not have a, an ideal calendar written out every single day? And I said, well, because in my head, I, I do work on an ideal calendar. And in my head, I think I do. I schedule my meetings when I, when I think I should have scheduled my meetings. And Jared, you drew out an entire workday of all of my responsibilities and blocked them into one and a half hour time blocks. Being able to see that on paper was like, oh, my goodness. I have so much time in the day, even if I leave the office at five. Incredible. Yeah. And, so, and there's nothing special about how I operate. I can identify that because I was that guy. Yep. The difference is what I told Jordan this week and why it really kind of impacted me a lot. Number one, obviously I care about this guy, but also just the fact that I got a lot of my career, I got started a little bit of a different time frame in life you know, by a couple of years than you did so that by the time my kids came around... I was already set up in these systematized things to where, you know, I'm getting home way earlier than that, not working on the weekends, you know, those sort of things. Some things we can help, some things we can't, but I think it all comes down to time blocking. Yeah. And it's so powerful. I know I'm super visual. I'm such a visual learner. Everything in my life, I feel like the way that my brain operates is very visual. So being able to see, you know, 7 to 8.30, blocked for this. 8.30 to 10 o'clock, blocked for this. And then all the way through the, the course of the day, when I'm setting a meeting, it's going in that time slot from 3 o'clock to 4.30. I need to know that for the coming week, I've got meetings for each individual time slot blocked off. 
Yep. And then filled up. It's like a, an archer who's got, you know, a target way at the, the end of the, the field that he's aiming at. Going to be a lot more accurate if we know what that target looks like. In the Greek language, they wrote a lot about us being teleological beings, meaning that we are telos, is to hit a target. And the idea there, just in kind of the, a lot of the, the old writings, was just we want to make sure that we're clear on our focus. Now, they didn't call it time blocking, and they didn't call it, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't call it efficiency, probably, but it was that idea that if we're out there aiming every day at this target or this goal, we are wired to accomplish. We are wired for purpose. We are wired to get things done and, and have, you know, impact in a lot of different ways. But if we're just blindfolded and somebody just spins us around and around and around and says, hey, okay, shoot the arrow, you're not going to shoot that and go, man, I, I'm pretty confident when I let this thing go, it is going to hit the target. Yep. We want to, this may sound like a silly analogy, but we want to get to the point where you could almost blindfold us as things are coming at us during the day to, to kind of use that analogy. And we still know that we are clear on facing the target yep. and that we're going to hit that. So guys, if you look at my calendar, and I'm sure some of you like are like this as well, but if you look at my calendar... I am very intentional about the blocks that go on my calendar. So we do two things here at this office that my I've kind of talked to my staff about. Number one is every minute is accounted for. Now, we may, we may not have a meeting in meeting time slot number four at 3.30 in the afternoon, but on the calendar, there is already a space for that that says meeting number four. And my staff knows that if they start booking meetings, I, I typically need a 30-minute drive time. I'm not always going to need that, right? But I, I just, in my mind, I assume if I have to drive anywhere, we're in Dallas, I probably need 30 minutes. If I get somewhere early, great. I can read on the case and whatever I'm trying to do. But I need 30-minute drive time. I need an hour for the meeting. Some meetings are going to go over a little bit. Some meetings are going to be shorter. But they block off an hour and a half for every segment there. I even have it blocked off from 6 in the morning until 8 in the morning that my staff knows not to put anything on the calendar. That's your you time, right? That's me That's me time. That's the creative time. And though that sounds self-seeking, it is, but it's for a good reason. If I'm not doing this and I'm just jumping straight into email every day whenever I get here at whatever time, you know, I've got to have that time to work out, to do podcasts, to clear off my desk, just some things that I didn't get to the day before because that, that'll lead to some stress during the day. But it's 6 to 8 every morning. I've got it on my calendar. It just says Jared office time, but my staff knows that that's when I'm working on a lot of other things, even if it's not here in the office. Then typically from about eight to nine, somewhere in there, it's staff time. And then from that point on, it's contacting my clients, contacting new people that I need to reach out to. And then about 10, 1030 in the morning, uh, that's when our meeting times start. Meeting one, meeting two, meeting three, meeting four, which ends at 430. And then if I want to take an extra meeting that I think could go quick or some conference calls where I'm sitting in my driveway, literally on a conference call or, or a business meeting or something like that, I'm done. I hang up the phone and I walk inside by my staff holding me accountable to that. And they know they know that things don't go in any other place because if we start just sticking people wherever, we're going to be off yeah. during the day. So that's what I really encouraged Jordan with this week was, man, you got a got a baby at home now. I don't want you having the pressure of having to feel like I did. I identified it as far as that's what I used to do, but I want you to make sure that you're really getting this stuff knocked out and we can operate with a lot more control and we can operate with a lot more uh, confidence. Well, I've only been doing it a couple of days, but even in the last couple of days, I've seen a huge increase in just productivity and it's crazy. I've always heard you should keep an ideal calendar and I've even sort of had somewhat of an ideal calendar. I've had some things on my calendar that I knew I was supposed to do every day, but it wasn't every hour accounted for. And it's kind of like, you know, we talk a lot about goals, right? We say, listen, if your goal is X, Y, and Z, probably a good idea to write it down, put it in front of your face and look at it on a, a constant basis. 
have a reminder of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Sure. Same way. It is not enough to just know in your head what you're supposed to be doing on a daily basis. So much more effective to actually see it in front of your face. Yeah, that's so good. And for those of you guys that, that have heard our podcast before, you may have heard me mention Asana. I've got a, I've got a couple of things that I pull from. And even all these systems, right? These systems can be too much. I mean, you look at what we do. We work out of Asana. We work out of our email. We work out of uh, a time-blocking calendar that I'm typically writing down. I'll stand up in a second and show you guys what I've got here. I'm typically writing it down, but then also I've got that green card that I've mentioned before. I mean, you could literally look up, and my staff and I have done this when we're trying to figure out efficient systems. We've looked up before and gone, wait a minute, stop. When did we get to a point where we've got 10 things that we're trying to work through each day? Yeah. So I think you've got to do that at first and figure out what works for you. But at the end of the day, too much noise can be too much. Yep. It's just like too much knowledge without action is too much. Yeah. The the problem is for most of us out there, we don't need more knowledge. We just need to learn how to take action. Yep. So those of you who uh, have been to my website, success101podcast.com, if you'll go to the tools and resources section, I will stick an example of this green card right here in, on my website on the resources and tools page under, uh, I believe I've got a section productivity. I guess I should know. But uh, I, I want to show you guys this. Many of you have seen it. It's got yesterday's meetings here that I can make notes on. It's got reminders for today, which typically go in a sauna now. It's got today's meeting meetings on here that I can make notes on. And then it's got anything my staff is doing. And then what I typically do, and I won't show you guys all of this, any of the highlighting that's right here, those are empty spaces that I had that weren't accounted for on the calendar for any meetings. And what I do is I just go into Asana. We've got our tasks there, real-time to-do list that my staff and I are working on, and I will fill in those green slots there. It looks like on those, there were four different sections of 30-minute slots. I didn't. I don't have anything written down here because it probably went on the card, but I promise you those got filled with something. So from the moment my day starts out and I write down my calendar that's already set for my meetings... Anything that's open, I'm already filling it in with the things that I have to get done that day to where by the time I leave, and again, I'm not perfect every day. I get lazy. I get on ESPN and do certain things right. But I think if I can hit a 85 to 90% efficiency rate during the year by setting up these sort of things, boy, that sure is going to help me over just winging it. Oh, and even if you're 70% more effective, you know, like even an incremental amount of change is yeah. worth, worth spending sure. the time. Yeah, I'm just saying if I, can, if I can get it right where we're time blocking 85% of the year, and, yep. and even if I don't do everything I need to do, if we've got the calendar set up in front of us, we're going to be better off than not. Agreed. So, 100%. Uh, so, guys, just to tie this up as we wrap up the podcast here, I would say for you guys, back to the idea of minimalism, I had a few of you write in out there from different places who just said, uh, hey, this is, a, this is a great idea. It's something I've needed to do for a long time. I've been a little fearful of getting rid of things or, you know, just minimizing my life. What am I going to miss out on? And I think most people are coming back to the idea that, I'm not missing any of that stuff. It actually feels really good cutting down on the noise, and I'm glad that I'm doing it. So I would encourage you guys, report back to me what you're doing on that, whether it's, hey, I went through my my house and threw away a ton of stuff, and it just <laughs> it made me feel good, and I want to continue going down that path, whether it's clothes, whether it's stuff. You know, this weekend's going to be at the garage for me. Just run through the garage and just throw out stuff, because I know there's probably too much stuff in there. Um, but then also just... Again, just throwing away stuff is not going to help you as much as you might think. It, it will feel good and it'll be good for you. But I would say getting our attention on getting our attention on our attention. Tweet that somebody coined that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Warren. Getting our attention on our attention, uh, getting our focus on our focus there is is the key that I'm learning because we can have a lot of time on our hands. We can have a lot of money or resources, I would say, on our hands is what I meant to say. 
and we can be so distracted around noise and other things and not just minimalizing life that we're we're never accomplishing what we want to accomplish on that. And then as far as the ideal calendar, you know, I think for most people, once they start living by an ideal calendar, number one, you're going to figure out ways that it works for you, maybe even better than us. Love to hear from you on that. But then also just hopefully in the last couple of days, you felt a little bit more freedom. I that. did. I and def- hopefully you shared did. it with your wife. Uh, that's good for, that's kind of scary, but it's good for two reasons. Number one, if she knows you can be more efficient during the day, mm-hmm. it's just going to help you be better because hopefully she's holding you to that. Yep. But also it just gives you some accountability there, uh, to yourself as mm-hmm. well. Just to know, like, even if she's not saying anything, it's just, man, why am I doing this or doing that for any of you out there? Could I be more efficient? Absolutely. Just maximizing our time. So Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Again, as always, if you want to connect with us, uh, the best way to do that, I I would think, uh, on any comments or ideas you have, would be through email. Shoot us a message at info at success101podcast.com. Catch catch me on Facebook and Instagram at success101podcast. You're on Instagram at the Duke of Earls. My guy editing our podcast was laughing about that this past (laughs) week. He's like, man, Duke of Earls. That's awesome. (laughs) But uh, and then uh, Facebook and LinkedIn yep. for you as well. Thanks so much, guys. You guys go out and have a great week. And if, again, if you want to get in on the coaching and mastermind program that's starting up soon around the book and individual coaching, you can catch my team or me for that over at info at success 101 podcast. I look forward to seeing who I'm going to meet through that this year and uh, just make 2017 an awesome, awesome year for you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you.